welcome to The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Thanks for being with us. Just a reminder, you can hear The Landscape by visiting our website at cranesleven.com. It's also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere you find podcasts, you'll find The Landscape. One of the most talked about movies so far in these first few weeks of 2023 was the film adaptation of Don DeLillo's acclaimed novel, White Noise, most of which was filmed right here in Cleveland. Here to talk to us about why attracting filmmakers to our region is important on a number of fronts is Bill Garvey, the president of the Greater Cleveland Film Commission. Bill, thanks for being with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. We're going to dive into some numbers and nuts and bolts here in a minute, but it's always fun to work at something that you actually love, and you are a self-described film buff. When did that all start? It started young. Uh, so I would come home from school, and I'm going back in New York and uh, uh, get my homework done right off the bat, and sit down and watch the million dollar movie at four o'clock every day. And it was, it was a world or film noir and I, I just ate it up and uh, never thought that that was a real job. You know, uh, I, I went to college and uh, started out as an engineer and then uh, quickly switched to business school. And uh, all, all the while thinking that I was going to go into a traditional career. And as so happens, uh, I had to take electives to fill out my course requirements and thought, well, I'll, uh, I'll take something that I like. So I, I took the one film course that my college offered and happened to coincide with uh, a movie production uh, coming to our campus to film. And to my film pro- professor's uh, credit, he, uh, he convinced the director to talk to the class. And here was a professional movie buff sitting in front of me talking about how he made his living uh, doing what he loved in the movie business. So I was hooked. And from there on, I have been in the film business. So for uh, for 26 years, uh, right out of college, I, I worked only on movies, uh, roaming around the country. Uh, and then, uh, you know, it was a good segue and a good skill set to prepare me for the job I'm in now at the Film Commission. So it was the main things that you were doing during those 26 years? I was a location scout and manager. So we are the, the right-hand person uh, working directly with the director to shepherd the movie from beginning to end. So well before the movie starts, uh, location scouts and managers, uh, they break down the script and we work really closely with the production designer and director to, uh, to find multiple options for each scene in the movie, real world options, real locations in which these scenes are filmed. And that could be anywhere from a few weeks to uh, years. Uh, you know, I, I have, been fortunate enough to work on many really high profile movies over that uh, that career and some of them I've, I've worked on for as much as uh, two years. You came to Cleveland in 2008. A few years later, you were involved in landing the Avengers being filmed here. When you came to the city, what did you see about it? You thought this would be the right place to make this movie? Well, it's more than that. When I came here, I thought that this is in general the filmmaker Shangri-La. I, I thought this has the best combination of cost of living, cost of production, low cost, uh, efficiency, logistical efficiency, and diversity, architectural diversity, all here, all in one spot, all these resources. Uh, It's so obviously the best place on earth to make movies. And and that's uh, me screaming from the mountaintops to anybody that will ever listen uh, how great this place is for filmmakers. It really is Shangri-La. What kind of role did the Avengers being made here have in attracting other filmmakers to Northeast Ohio? It was a spotlight. And, and that's a long story, actually, uh, because when I did first move here, I didn't know anybody. Um, you know, frankly, I, I thought I was going to have a, a career change. Uh, so I, I came out of New York 
And I had worked all over the Northeast. I've, I've worked in 10 different states over that time, many different cities. Um, but that was really at the infancy of uh, the motion picture tax credit wars. Uh, so we, we've had uh, a drastic decentralization of the motion picture industry due to tax incentives. And, and it started, you know, well, like in the 90s, but uh, it has really matured to the point where we have 100 countries throughout the world and 32 states throughout the country uh, that offer tax centers and uh, drive business to their states and countries because of that. So when it came to our, the advent of our own tax center here in Ohio, it took a big profile project like that to really put us on the map because once that was so successful and that was so iconic, an example of how well you can make a movie here, that was a spotlight uh a light, a beacon, really, for other filmmakers to come here, and started the steady, steady pace of industry coming to Cleveland. Out, out of state dollars flowing here to hire local, to uh, to spend at vendors, um, to house crew in hotels. I mean, it's a vast reach that that we work with in the movie business. All, all these vendors, hundreds of them, on every movie. And when we talked about the beginning of it, it all started with the Avengers. So when I was here, I, I was fortunate enough that. Uh, a producer that I had worked with many times back in New York called me and said, I have a, a secret job. I can't tell you what it is. Mm -hmm. I can't give you a script, but trust me, you're going to want to work on it. And so I, uh, I trusted her and I went back and through piecemeal, uh, you know, all these bits, uh, the beats that I was trying to find locations for, uh, I discovered it was the Avengers. And, and so I, I went through about six months of, of prep back in New York, but in New York, you know, this isn't really a possible uh, successful movie to, to film there. That The logistics of this movie required something more, um, something more like Ohio. Um, and it didn't end up coming directly here, to be honest. Uh, so Marvel, you know, needed a, a place to, to be successful logistically with it. And originally they went to, uh, to Michigan. And uh, only after Michigan lost its tax incentive, did it finally arrive in uh, Northeast Ohio? So you mentioned Ohio offered some things that New York did not to make this particular film. What are some of those things? Yeah, I'm not talking monetarily. I'm talking about logistics. Right. So I'm talking about the nuts and bolts of everyday filmmaking. You know, it's like the army showing up with logistics, right? So there's an army of people and an army of trucks and an army of equipment. And we need places for those things to go. And that really doesn't exist in New York. There aren't parking lots in New mm -hmm. York. I mean, just the, that, that simple idea of parking lots being close to filming locations is something that we have that, that's so great about uh, Cleveland as a logistical uh, location. Um, but even more so, the architecture here is fantastic. It, it's so diverse. You know, everything is here. You can look like any city. We are a chameleon, and we have been a chameleon over the years. And we've been really successful um, because, you know, the, the movies that they write, they're not necessarily about Cleveland, but we do a great job of being other cities. We do a great job of, of becoming Chicago and Washington, D.C. and New York and other countries. Uh, and our track record is, is proven out by the fact that the last few movies that have filmed here, they've all gotten nominated for Academy Awards. Um, you know, so the, if you go back to the movies uh, right before, uh, White Noise, uh, the most recent uh, one to just premiere here on uh, Netflix recently. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah was was uh, nominated for six Academy Awards and won two of them. Uh, Hillbilly Elegy shot in Ohio, nominated for Academy Awards. So, you know, it's a really amazing track record of how well you can be be uh, be successful 
in uh, in this industry here in Ohio. And we're fortunate to be at the advent of um, more coming. You know, we, we're we've been successful, but we're leaving a lot of money on the table because ultimately all these movies are driven to the to the states that they end up filming in by tax incentive. And ours has been moderately successful, but we are middle of the pack when you compare us to other states. Um, so we are capped at 40 million per year. That means once the 40 million dollars is used up, you know, allocated towards projects, then all other projects that apply for a tax incentive uh, are uh, denied and they go somewhere else. So we often lose out to uh, Pittsburgh. You know, Pennsylvania is a big film state. We we often lose projects to Louisiana and New Mexico and Georgia and New Jersey and Massachusetts and a, a string of other states. And and you wouldn't expect them to have a lot in common architecturally with the state, but that's that just proves how important the tax incentive is because that's the driving force behind all this. I think often, Bill, people hear the word tax incentive and they think, oh, the state of Ohio is giving away money to filmmakers or just handing them money, but it's much more complicated than that. It is, yeah. And, you know, everything that is eligible for tax incentive, it has to be spent in Ohio. So in other words, it has to be spent to buy things from local vendors. It has to be spent to hire local uh, crew. Uh, every, every dollar spent that applies to tax incentive is spent in the state of Ohio. So when you dive into the numbers, and, and the numbers are you know, pretty black and white, uh, when we talk about the amount of money spent here, you know, we're talking about receipts and audits that have to be submitted to the state to prove that this money is spent here. Um, so you know, if you take last year, uh, or sorry, two years as an example, you know, there was somewhere between 160 and 180 million dollars spent, direct spend. That's out-of-state money coming to the state and spending here. And uh, the reason I don't have the exact number is because the audits are still in process. So it takes usually a year uh, audit process. You know, when you, we compare ourselves to a state like Georgia with a, a higher uh, tax incentive, and that's not higher percentage. That's just a higher amount of money available for, for more projects. So more uh, hiring, more spending. They had 4.4 billion dollars spent in the same year. So there's a lot of money out there looking for a landing spot, and we're just one of the states that you know they look at. And the more that we increase our tax incentive, the more it will come here because competitively, architecturally, we have more to offer than a lot of other places. And so they already want to come here, but it, again, it, it's limited by that tax incentive. This episode of The Landscape is brought to you by Delta Dental of Ohio. With offices in Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Dublin, Delta Dental of Ohio is proud to be an industry leader in dental benefits. Together with our customers, providers, and employees, we build a higher standard of oral health care in our communities. And we are more than dental. At Delta Dental of Ohio, we work with entrepreneurs, innovators, and changemakers who are committed to improving the health and well-being of all Buckeyes. Together, we are building healthy, smart, Vibrant communities for all. Bill Garvey joins us today. Bill is the president of the Greater Cleveland Film Commission. He joins us for The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Thank you for being with us. Bill, let's go through the process quickly. How does this work? Are you always in contact with Paramount and Netflix? Are they contacting you and saying, Bill, we have this movie we want to make. Do you think it would work in Cleveland? What's the relationship? How does that work? We have to be proactive. So we have to have a hand on the pulse of what's coming down the pike. And so at any one time, there's somewhere between 4,000 and 7,000 projects in development. And we always have to be proactively searching for the projects that can be successful here, the projects that 
uh, fit architecturally for the state, which th there's a lot of them, luckily. Um, but it, it's all about being proactive. So we, yes, we maintain relationships with studios and producers, but we're always looking for new relationships because there are always new producers coming online. And it's a, a continuous process of educating and reminding people that we're here and how successful we've been in the past and how successful they can be as filmmakers here uh, to our mutual benefit. We often talk about people being interested in film. You talked about being interested in film as a college student. We have a number of schools here in Northeast Ohio, the Cleveland Institute of Art, uh, Tri-C, Cleveland State All Health Film Projects. Are they involved in any shape, way, shape, or form when films come to town? They are. And, and I've been... I've been on both sides of this, right? So I, I've made my living, you know, before coming to the film commission for 26 years in this business. And the last 13 of those years, I was, I was in Ohio, only working on movies in Ohio. I made my entire living here working on these movies on the other side of this. And over that time, most of my crew, and I hired a, you know, pretty big crew in my department, uh, most of them came out of Clean State and Tri-C and Kent State and Ball and Wallace, that all these schools are, are operating in this industry, and there's a lot of different facets of it that most people don't don't know exist. You know, everybody knows that a director, you know, directs a movie. Everybody knows that actors act in movies, but all these other jobs, nobody's really aware of unless you're in it, right? So part of our job is to educate, and part of what uh, all these schools are doing is educating on process and how you can make a living here, and you don't have to go to L.A., to be successful in the movie business, you can do it right here. And that's what they've done so well over the, over that time. And a lot of it is about educating what, you know, what these other opportunities are. So, you know, not many people know what a key grip does or what a gaffer does, but that's what those schools are doing. They're educating to those specific skill sets that get a career that's pretty steady, stable and high paying. And also with healthcare benefits and pension. So not too many industries that can offer all of that, but that's what we do here. And, it, it's an, kind of an old school business. So, you know, there, there's a lot of apprenticeship uh, type opportunities in this business to learn these skills, not only in school, but then after school as well, moving up the ranks. One of the things I would say we talk about outside of the pandemic, which has probably been the biggest topic of conversation on the landscape and its various effects, we often talk about having a trained workforce to meet the needs of a particular industry. In addition to those students, do we have the workforce to meet the needs of filmmakers when they come to Ohio? We, we have a, a decent, robust work, workforce. We're always educating to make that a bigger uh, pool of talent. Um, and that's, a, that's another mission of the Film Commission. Obviously, we uh, collaborate with all the schools to teach these skills, to educate on all these opportunities. And we continually have to build more because there is more demand than ever. The streaming wars are an arms race. And there's more spending. There's more money in this business than ever before. So $220.2 billion dollars was spent on production last year, and that's been growing over time. So more money than ever means more jobs and opportunity than ever, and we need to build the workforce to meet that goal. So we're never going to get there. We're always going to be reaching for more crew. Because a lot of time, you know, because these jobs aren't traditional jobs, they're not ones that most people know about. And because of that, sometimes jobs go unfilled, you know, locally, uh, because there's just not an awareness that the they, uh, opportunity exists. We mentioned White Noise, which has been a successful film, been acclaimed, and obviously a lot of people are streaming it. Talk about the economic impact a film like that has when we talk about impact. Obviously, we're talking about hiring people, as we've just discussed, but what else is happening that, that helps to improve the economy when we have a film like that here? Right. And, and when we talk about 
uh, economic impact, it, it's a far reaching thing in the movie business. So we work with tons of vendors, local vendors uh, on that movie alone. And, and that was my last movie as a location manager before taking my role at the film commission. So I know that movie better than most. Um, it was $106.6 million all spent in Northeast Ohio. Now th that movie uh, shot about 91% of the entire movie shot in, in Northeast Ohio. Uh, it hired 921 crew. We worked with 256 vendors. Uh, it, you know, the, the reach is vast. Uh, and, and when we compare it to other, you know, other industries, and look at it this way, um, that movie had 36,000 hotel room nights booked by one movie alone. And that's a pretty big footprint. Uh, and the reason that it's so big is because of longevity. So when we compare it to convention sales or to, you know, let's say um, the All-Star Game, for instance, uh, the reason that we compare favorably, favorably and, and to, you know, at, at a certain uh, similar number is because we have crew housed in these hotels for months. Um, that movie took six months to film. And then uh, people were working on it on pre-production for six months in addition to that. And then there's also a uh, restoration wrap at the end of it. So that usually lasts for about a month. So it's a longevity thing. And that's why the impact is so great because we're really – here for a long amount of time. It's not a short thing. I will tell you, someone who lives near Severance Mall, it's nice to see those parking lots full of trucks and people doing things when they were there shooting. Well, I, I hope to have it full again. <laughs> we're always looking to put something in there. So we are always, often talk about attracting the big blockbuster films, but there's been a lot of wonderful independent films shot in Cleveland. I think of Queen and Slim. I loved Three Days of Rain, which was shot here a number of years ago. Is there still an mm -hmm. effort to try to attract those kinds of films as well? Yeah, we work with, I mean, look, we work with, Big and small, local and you know, LA-based produ producers. We we work with every production, and it's not just production. So it's, you know, it's gaming, uh, it, it's it's uh, documentary, it's commercials, it's all motion picture production in in general because it's all the same skill set. And we work with a, a really robust local uh, production community as well. There there's a lot of really great stuff going on locally. Um, you know, we have. Um, amazing production companies here that are producing uh, national commercials at a high level, you know, using all the same equipment, all the same uh, skill sets, all the same crew that we use on uh, movies as well. So we work with everybody uh, and that's why this, this community is so robust and steady. And I always made my living by going from movies to commercials and everywhere in between print advertising as well. So uh, yeah, it, it's a, a pretty robust community and um, the film commission uh, wants to be a resource to everybody. I'm just curious in your opinion as a person who's worked in the industry for a long time, if we divide films into BS and after S before streaming and after streaming, what's changed now that most of us don't go to the movie theater anymore? At least it doesn't seem like it, that we stay home and stream. Right. Does that change things a lot? It, it will. Uh, now, it, it's interesting because the tentpole action movie, that is where it might change, right? So you need box office to make the, the financing of those movies work. Um, so we'll, we'll see in the future if that changes, you know, I mean, we still have temple action movies, uh, coming out, but that's where it would make the biggest difference. Um, and I, I think obviously there's a streaming war, right? So somebody wins the war at eventually I, I, whatever ends up happening, if there's consolidation or if it just keeps on growing, there is going to be a lot of money spent more money than ever because of streaming, you know, no matter what shakes out. So as far as a difference, I, I think we go through cycles. I think uh, the appetite for a certain type of movie uh, always ebbs and flows. And I, I, 
that's the great thing about the movie business. There's so many different stories to tell and so many genres to tell it in. So uh, that's what makes me so excited about this business. And we're a chameleon. So is the movie business. And we can meet, you know, most needs that are, are, uh, are presented to us in, in the scripts that come across our desks. I know the LeBron James movie was completed. What are you excited about for 2023? It's actually shaping up to be a pretty busy uh, year production-wise in Northeast Ohio, um, and most of it is not something I can divulge okay. yet uh, because they're not public yet. But um, right now we, we have a movie called uh, Lost and Found uh, filming uh, locally. Um, it started uh, this week. Uh, and then we have uh, another movie that is a biopic, a, a period piece from the 1970s biopic that will uh, follow up uh, early in the spring. And then two more movies um, coming back to back right after that. And then a big blockbuster in the fall that uh, stay tuned for that one. I, I'm very excited about our potential for growth. And this year is evidence of how how far we've come and, and you know how far we can go in the future. So I, I'm really excited about it all. You know, it's good for it's good for the economy, and it's always wonderful just as a film viewer when you look up and see, oh, look, there's Tower City or some location exactly. that, that that's familiar to you. So, Bill Garvey, congratulations! Thanks for your great work with the Cleveland Greater Cleveland Film Commission. Glad to have you join us today. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Bill Garvey is the president of the Greater Cleveland Film Commission. He joined us today for the Landscape, a Crane's Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Always glad when you can join us, and we'll talk again soon. <laughs>